this week on the Time Bat Show. Timothy, I, I would like to show you my cravat. <laughs> it's blue <laughs> and speckled. everyone and welcome to the time bad show episode number 159 i'm one of your hosts time Asus. i'm your other host bat snacks we've got a hell of a show today don't we bat snacks yeah it's gonna be good is it yeah i think it will <laughs> do we have any you're li- laughing do we have any life updates i'll give mine really fast and then you okay. give your big one i finally got my new license in the mail today nice i i made i told the story a bunch of times on the show but like I, I, I signed up for it in like December and it expired in January and I never got it in the mail. Like they like lost it or something. And I was stressed out. I told you this story. I got stressed out that the government lost my address somehow and I never was going to get a new license. And I created this whole conspiracy in my head that I was never going to get my new license. And it was like the source of my stress for like a while. So I go to my mailbox today and I get it. And I'm like... I'm I'm in awe that it got here. I'm like, <laughs> I finally don't have to think about this anymore. This is great. I'm walking back to my house. I open it up. I take my license out. I take my old license out. I tear it up, and I put it in my wallet. I close it, and I'm, like, satisfied for, like, five seconds. And then five seconds pass, and I'm like, now I have to find something else to stress about. Yes. Like, yeah. Something else to keep you from occupied. focusing on anything good (laughs) exactly so i just wanted to tell that quick life update you had a big thing happen to you this weekend though i did on sunday i ran my first marathon and i finished and you got a really good time right it was it was a good time for me i think Mm -hmm. uh 448 was my final time they give you splits yeah Mm -hmm. So that it was like ten minutes and fifty-ish seconds per mile, which oh, is that's really good. It's so like almost six miles an hour. That's really good. So what do they say it will take you on average for a first timer? Like five hours, roughly, right? A first timer, my age group, apparently is around four thirty. So you're a little over, but not too bad. I think most people running marathons in my age group though are like runners yeah and like did track so for like a first time runner it's really good really good record yeah i'm gonna come out with something that i don't think i've told anyone yet but Mm. i did not train as much as i should have and i didn't tell anyone this because i thought they would worry really i thought you were training like a lot i was training a lot but the longest distance i ran in one go was about 12 miles mm-hmm. you had never done 20 what is it three miles 26 before no not so, even close so were you a little worried that you wouldn't be able to finish i wanted it to be really hard mm-hmm. and it was and it, and it was it really was mm-hmm. but you did it i did so i want to tell you the story of the marathon tell, tell me this tell me the whole story the whole story okay yeah, sure. the night before i had a horrible nightmare oh my god i had a dream <laughs> I, love I had it. a dream. I showed up at the marathon uh-huh. 
and the marathon entrance was a haunted house. <laughs> and you had to get through the haunted house first to right. get to the marathon. But, so I'm running through the haunted house, and it's really scary, and it's making me nervous. <sighs> and I get lost. I'm, like, alone now in the haunted house. Mm-hmm. There were people with me. Now I'm alone. And I don't mm. know where to go. Like, and it was I like never a maze. Out, yeah, I never figured out how to finish, and I'm just stuck in the marathon forever. So was, was the dream. haunted house the marathon? Like, that yeah. was the marathon? Mm-hmm. So getting through the house was part was the marathon. Yeah. When you had to run 26 miles in a haunted house, basically. Yeah. Wow. Then you got stuck and you never finished. Yeah. Which is a crazy metaphor to think of because it's like if I had not finished this marathon, I would still be stuck in it in a way. Oh, my God. That's creepy. Your brain was mean to you the night before. Yeah, that was the worst, (laughs) meanest dream it could have possibly given me. That was like that dream. Like some dreams are like kind of vague. And like what the metaphor was, that was very clear. Yeah, what it was conveying to you, which was, yeah. what if you never finish the marathon? You know what I mean? And you'll be stuck forever. So mm-hmm. that happened the night before. Yeah. The next day, you wake up. What time do you wake up for this thing? I woke up at five thirty. Mm-hmm. And then. And I didn't know what to do to prepare. I've never done this before. I ate a bagel and just went. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bagel, and I just went there. Yep. I got uh-huh. there, and uh-huh. the there were, like, 5,000 people running in this thing. That's a lot of people. Which is a lot of people. And to keep people from stampeding on each other and dying, they, they let you go in waves. Mm-hmm. So, like, the really fast runners go first, mm-hmm. and kind of depending on when you think you're going to finish, that's when you start. Mm-hmm. So... I got in the four hour and 15 minute finish group. Okay. Wait, can and we back up really fast? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you go to like register in the morning and they give you like your little number or whatever? Is that what oh, ha- that Yeah, happen? you go to a desk and mm-hmm. they give you a piece of paper that you have to safety pin to your shirt and that mm-hmm. has a microchip in it that oh, when you okay. cross over like uh, scanners, it. It records your time. Time. Okay. That's all I wanted to know. All right. Continue the story. So you're in the four hour and 15 minute group. Yeah. And I meet the 415 pacer, which the pacer is a person that if you follow them, you know that they will finish at exactly 415. They're Mm -hmm. so good at marathons. They can finish down to the second. So cool. Like. I want to be that guy. Yeah. My pacer was a a woman. A woman. Yeah. And. Mm -hmm. In order to identify the Pacers, they wear flags like in Dynasty Warriors on oh, their back. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and they run with those the whole time. Uh-huh. So and it says just... like 415 on the flag. Yeah, so you know which, which Pacer it is. Yeah. So you tried to keep up with her. Yes. But you which was my mistake. Why? Because she was, 415 was way too fast for me. So was there a 445 group? Yeah, there was a, you know, there's a 4, 4.15, They go in 15 four. minutes increments or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you should have been with the 4.45 people. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I should have been with 4.30. I think mm-hmm. I could have done that because I did 4.48. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened was I got to around the halfway point, like 14-ish miles. Mm-hmm. And my mindset kind of going that far had been, okay, I need to follow... My commander, you know, this, <laughs> yeah. this woman. The, the leader, yeah. I need to follow the leader, and if if I lose her, then I'm dead. I'll I'm, be stranded I'm on the down. battlefield, and yeah. the enemy's going to kill like me. You know real I mean? war. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. You have to find these, like, weird ways to motivate yourself. Sure. 
around 14, I started to feel pain. Like, do really. You, real quick, do you know what mile you're at? Yeah, there's markers. Okay. So there's around like 14, booms. you start to feel pain. Yeah. Where? Uh, everywhere. <laughs> Your whole body. <laughs> Especially okay. my knees. Okay. Also, I was getting dizzy, like oh, really dizzy, like because I don't think I consumed enough calories. The day before? Well, at all. Like the day of, the day before. Mm. Yeah. Also, like there are water stations at each mile marker. And the pacer had a really good strategy where she would grab a cup off the table, Mm -hmm. do a quick like walk for two steps, drink it all very Uh gracefully in Uh one gulp and then start running again. So it'd just be like, it's almost like a really fast pit stop. You know, it's like, da da da, water, get back in there. So you tried mine, to do that, didn't you? Mine wasn't very good, though. You tried to I do would, that, though, didn't you? I would try to grab one off the table, spill half the water, then while, like, yeah. running, try to drink it, only get, like, two drops. <laughs> <laughs> and then try again the next mile. And then and, what like, do you do with the cup at that point? You throw it on the ground. <laughs> You're just like, whatever. Yeah. So you didn't really get a lot of good water. So maybe no. your water strategy was lacking. You know? No. See, I'm getting dizzy and I'm hurting. And at mile 18, she finally escaped my Oof. my area. Yeah, and then what? And then the rest was hell. It you was got you got you you got a little disappointed with yourself at that point, didn't you? Yeah, I, I got really yeah. disappointed. Yeah. Now, did you find another pacer to keep up with? At that point. At that point. Yeah. I was hurting so bad that I could not run as fast as any pacer was running. So oh, I actually had 4.30 pass me, uh-huh. and at the very end, 4.45 passed me, too, uh-huh. and that right. felt bad. <laughs> but you got 4.48. Yeah. Yeah. So the last half of it was really bad. Yeah, it was extremely difficult. I've yeah. never done anything that hard before. But you did it. Yeah, I'm so happy that I so did. So what was going through your mind in, like, the last, like, 10 miles? Because that was probably grueling. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was... I well, was trying to find really ways quick, to motivate myself. Let's go over the strategy you had for the first half, which was just keep up with the pacer. That was it, right? That was the only thing going through your head, right? Yeah. Just like keep up with her. That's it. And then the last ten, you had nobody to keep up with. So what are you? What are you? What are you thinking? What's your? What's your brain? I tried to just remember what she was doing. She was doing a run walk thing. She'd run for like three minutes, walk mm-hmm. like a second, and then run for three minutes, like a mini break. Yeah, just do a little mini break. So I tried to keep doing that. And then that worked out. I mean, I finished. Did you ever get to the point where you stopped running and were just walking? You're like, I yeah, can't, of course. I have to walk. Mm-hmm. So you, you did do that? Yeah. The last two miles, I walked almost all of them because I was hurting so bad I couldn't run at all. But you ran for the finish line, right? Yes. <laughs> I ran the finish. Because <laughs> you got to have that. Yeah. It's crazy. Like you're you're running for this like f- 4 hours and mm-hmm. there are people yelling at you the entire time on the side of the road. Like there are never-ending people They're cheering for you, right? Cheering like yeah. being like, "Come on, you can do it. Don't slow down. You got this." That's good. That's good. Right? And then there's like a desert of people right before the finish line. There's no one. And the last two miles, there's very few people. Why? You turn, you turn a corner, and the oh, last hundred feet is just there's like a thousand people. Oh wow, that's cool. That must be and a cool feeling. They're like blaring music at you, and that must yeah, be cool. Felt really good. And then you did it. And I did it. I finished. 
Okay, so right after you finished, how did you, like, what did you do? How did you feel? Did um, you, like, did you collapse? I cried and then I <laughs> fell down. <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. Now, was there a place you can go to, like, chill out for a second, like, rest? Or do you just go home after that? Afterwards? Um, well, my mom was there, so I met up with her, and then we went to the physical therapy tent. They put ice on my legs and so then there's people that are like oh if you just finished come here and you know we'll patch you up a little bit before you leave or whatever yeah there were like a hundred people in this tent and they're all laying on like hospital beds yeah and their knees are aching probably <laughs> yeah yeah it, yeah. it looked like some kind of war zone, like a, mm-hmm. a battlefield medic facility. Which works exactly with your analogy of, like, yeah. you were keeping pace with the with the leader or the captain in the war or whatever. That's cool. So, was your mom there at the last, you know, at the finish line? Yes, she was. Did you take a picture of you finishing? Uh, you know. She actually missed me right when I was oh, finishing, but damn. next time she will. Next time. It's okay. Yeah. That's so cool. And did you get like a medal? I got a medal. Yes. That's so cool. I'm so proud of you. I uh, I told you this before the show, but like you sent me a picture and I like shared it with a bunch of people because I thought it was cool. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's so cool that you ran a marathon. I don't know anyone that runs marathons. And now I have a marathon person. Now I know someone that runs marathons. So that's cool. Now, here's the real question. Are you going to keep running marathons? As soon as I can, I'm going to do another one. You are? Yeah. Because remember in the beginning, when you told me this, you were like, I want to do this. Like, I want to be a marathon runner. I'm excited to do it. And then somewhere around the halfway, you were like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like, not like that you'd want to do the marathon, but that you'd like want to keep doing it afterwards. But so what changed, what like changed your mind? Was it just like the high of finishing at the end or? You know what I mean? The whole thing was was really cool. Mm-hmm. I have part of my personality is I really like doing things that put me in danger. It's not yeah. a good personality trait. Not necessarily in danger, but like there has to be danger. Yeah, <laughs> I get I get what you said. Yeah, and a marathon is like just long enough where you can. I mean, you can really hurt yourself, and that that makes me feel good mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way. So you're gonna keep you're gonna keep running. Yeah, I think it's a really healthy way to channel that. It is. That, that need it's that I have. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I don't know a lot of people that run marathons. Here's the thing that I've noticed with people that I know, you know, that are run that try to do the running thing. They always start at like the 5K. Maybe they'll go like the 10K. Like they never start with a marathon. You know what I mean? They yeah. they always do the 5K, the 10K. You know, those are less. I don't know the um well, 5K is a lot less than a marathon, right? Yeah, 5K is that's about not three. Even, that's not even five miles. And then 10K is probably like seven or eight miles. Yeah, And a marathon like is 26. So it's like four times, you know, that amount, basically. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I see people like, oh, I'm training for a 5K, I'm training for a 10K. Never do I really see people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm training for a marathon, like, just out of the gate. And it's cool that you just did that as your first one, and you did it, and you completed it. It's the first race I've ever run, ever. And it was a marathon. It wasn't yeah. a, an, a five-mile or ten-mile or whatever. You know, it was a whole freaking marathon. I mean, I told you right when I signed up for it, like, I could have done the half, but I, I want 
I'm of course I'm I want the medal that says the you big want the one. Full. <laughs> now yeah. if you never do a marathon again, even though you should. Yeah. You can say at least I've run a marathon. You know what I mean? You've got that. You've you've succeeded on the ultimate goal already. You know what I mean? And the rest is just gravy at this point like. Now you can be like, "Oh, I ran a marathon in 4 hours." You know, maybe when you get there and when you reach that milestone or whatever it is. But, yeah. you know, four and a half hours or whatever. Um, I yeah. actually have bigger plans, like even oh, yeah. even bigger. What are they? What are the bigger plans? So, I mean, the, you don't have to share if you don't want to. No, I can't. The, the marathon is not – do you know the story of marathon? Like yes. The, the Philodipides man. I do ran. know the story of the marathon. Would you like to share it? Because I like the story a lot. Yeah, he, he had to run to Athens or something to report the victory of the, mm-hmm. I guess – um, Spartan army over Persia or something. I'm butchering yeah. this. So the Battle of Marathon, which is <laughs> why it's called a marathon, that he had to let everyone know that the war was over and they, they won. You know, so he ran all the way to Athens, I think, and it's like 26 miles. Yeah, and to warn Athens, like, hey, stop sending troops. Like the battle's over. Stop fighting. Uh, and that's how they. Uh, and then I think when Greeks had their first Olympics, they like commemorated that run by calling it a marathon. And that's why it's 26 miles. That distance that he alleged, allegedly ran was mm-hmm. not actually 26. Oh, really? What was it? It was like 100 oh, or like 150. My. Wow, he ran a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think know where 26 came. From. 26 came from, it's like the distance from Athens to Sparta or something. It's, it's related to that battle, but it's not the actual legendary run he made. Oh, I see. That makes sense. They probably made it less so that people could actually do it. <laughs> yeah, I think they made it less because they wanted to make it an Olympic uh, game. And you can't have, like, run 100 miles. In, in that would Olympics. take, like, a day, like two days or whatever. Like, you know, not four hours. That's hours. what I want to do. You want to do 100 miles? Yeah. Is that even possible? Has anyone done that before? There's They're, they're called ultra marathons, and there was mm-hmm. one as part of the event that I just participated in. There was a 110-mile run. And Holy the person, crap, really? Yeah, the person that, that got first place was 18 hours of nonstop running. Oh, my God. That's insane. That sounds really fast. How many people participated in the ultramarathon? Like five. <laughs> I don't think this is something like... A lot Common. of people aspire Was this to. part of the marathon? Like, did they run with you in your lap, or was this a separate thing? No, you know I mean? they started Saturday during the day and finished Saturday, like, Sunday morning. Wow. So they just crazy. ran all night. And were you Sunday or Saturday? Uh, Sunday. Okay. That's insane. Yeah. So you're going to try to do that? I think... I want to work up to 100 kilometers first, which is like 30-ish miles, and eventually I would really like to do something like 100 miles. It just sounds really dangerous and it cool and insane awesome. Yeah. And cool. That would be so cool. Like, you would be the only person in, like, not in the world, but, like, you would be a select few if you could do that, you know? Yeah, not, not many, many people, people do that. that. That's so neat. I'm so proud. Thank that's you. That's so dumb. But We've been talking I, about this I for am. 20 minutes. I'm it's sorry. So, no, I'm. that's exciting. It's so cool that you did something with your life. Meanwhile, I'm over here doing nothing. You know, not, I didn't mean to do something with your life, but like have this goal and like achieve it. Like that's cool. Like people don't do that anymore. 
don't have like goals. You know what I mean? It's it weird. feels really good. Yeah, it should. It, it messed is. me up. I've never been hurt like that before. The day after, yeah, I didn't know. Everything in my body was off. Everything hurt. I don't like. I think there was something wrong with some kind of vitamin level because I was like, oh, really? dizzy and my yeah. thoughts were really disorganized. You, you probably spent a lot of energy and like yeah. shit on that marathon, and your body's like, I don't have enough of this anymore. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling five days after the fact? I feel good. I'm still limping, but I feel good. You're good. You a little recover a little bit, and then, and then start training again for the next thing. Yeah, that's exciting. So cool. And then eventually the hundred mile, which is nuts, but you can do it. I believe in you. I need a goal. I need a thing that I need to work towards. I don't know what it's going to be though. If you think of something, let me know. It's not a marathon. I can't do that. I would die. I'm pretty sure. But. I need something. You should. Like a, a personal thing. A mystery. <laughs> no, it needs to be like a... It needs to be like what you're talking about, like a... Achievement of human will. You know what I mean? I know like what you a, mean. Like, uh, this is really hard, but I'm rising up through sheer force of will to accomplish it, you know? Like, it needs to be something like that. I don't know what it would be, but... I'll think about it, and I'll get back to you. Um... Would you like to do your first trivia question of the day? I would love to do my first okay. trivia question of the day. First question is about uh, astronomy. Okay. What lifeline will you do, choose? I'll do 50-50. Okay. Which star other than the sun is closest to the Earth? Is it A, Alpha Centauri? Is it B, Proxima Centauri? Is it C, Sirius? Or is it D, Orion? Damn it. So, the first word that came to my head when you read this, I was like, Centauri. But then, of course, you have Alpha and Proxima. So yeah. now I'm not sure. So I think Alpha was the closest for a while. But Proxima sounds closer. <laughs> because it's called Proxima. And that sounds like, pro like approximately closer. Like proximity mines explode when right, you near them exactly. in golden eye double so Exactly. So it almost sounds like we had Alpha Centauri. And we're like, that's the closest star. And I'm pretty sure it was for a while. And then we found this other star and we're like, well, this is actually closer than Alpha Centauri. What's better than Alpha? And they're like, well, Proxima. So it's like proximity. Yeah. And then they like renamed it based on that. You know what I mean? That's like my logic. But I know Sirius is the brightest star. And what was the other one? Uh, Orion. Orion. Orion, I think, is pretty far away. I think it's Al It's either Alpha or Proxima, I think. I shouldn't have told you that. I'll do 50-50. It's either Alpha or Proxima. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. Oh, God. You know, I'm going to go with my gut. My gut says it's Alpha Centauri because that's why well, I remember. No, I remember learning that when I was a kid. So I'm going to go with Alpha Centauri. P p final answer. Alpha Centauri is incorrect. Your ah! logic was solid, though. Damn it! I'm pretty sure Alpha Centauri was the closest known star for a while, and then we discovered a new one. I that think. that sounds right to me. I, I feel like I've. I feel like that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Oh well. 
Oh, man, I'm so mad at myself. I even, like, logicked it through, like, oh, it's Proxima because da-da-da. And then I was like, nah, I'm going to go with the other thing. Oh, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. So what else is going on? You ran the marathon. I got my new license. I'm trying to think of anything else that's happening in the world. Not, I mean, there's a lot happening in the world, but in my life. can't really think of anything. In my life, not really right now. Yeah. I haven't been doing anything during the day. I just been i can't walk i have to sit on my couch and put ice on my leg that's all i can do what are you doing for fun just watching tv and stuff like relaxing not doing yeah anything? just that yeah that's right Man, i've been getting to this point in my life where i don't know what to do with myself when i get home from work i don't know if you you have this too but like i do i'm so bored all the time like i don't know what to do and nothing like makes me not bored anymore like I'll give you an example. Like, I used to come home from work, and I'd, like, have a video game I'd want to play, so I'd play that. Or I'd come home from work, and if I didn't have a video game, I'd have, like, some show I'm watching on Netflix or maybe on DVD or, you know, on TV or whatever, you know, some show or a movie I can watch. And then, if not for that, maybe a book that I could read, you know? Yeah. Always something that I could do. Now I get home from work, and I'm like... I don't even know, like, none of that makes, like, none of that makes me not bored anymore. Like, I'll turn on a video game for five minutes, this happened to me last week, and I'll be like, let me play this for a little while, and then I'll be like, this isn't fun, I'm bored. And I'll turn it off, and then I'll turn Netflix on, and I'll scroll through everything for, like, an hour, and I'll find nothing, and then I'll turn it off. And then someone at work or in life will be like, oh, you ha- you need to check out this show called Blah Blah Blah. It's really good. And I'll turn it on. I'll get home and I'll turn it on. I'll watch an hour of it. I'll watch the first episode and I'll be like, this is garbage. Why would anyone waste their time on this show? And I'll stop watching it. And like, I don't know how to not be bored anymore. And I think other people are content. Like they're content consuming low quality stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm bored. This show isn't very good. This movie isn't very good. This book isn't very good. This game isn't very good. But it's something to do. So they do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do that, and I'm like, this is trash. I would rather sit in silence than do this. You know what I mean? And then I don't do it, and then I'm really bored, and I don't know what to do. So, like, yesterday I went to bed at, like, 9 o'clock, because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with myself. (laughs) I'm just going to go to bed, I guess. You know? It's weird. I don't know if you have a similar thing, but I've noticed yeah. this in the last year or so. I do, especially with media. <laughs> it's just stuff. Fun. I mean, I, I feel you, with, especially with video games. Like, I used to be able to, to just whole weekend one video game and we're yeah. set. I can't do that anymore. Or, you know, I'll binge a, a show in one whole weekend. Mm-hmm. What, I, what I do sometimes is I'll, I'll be like, oh, I haven't watched this show in a while. Let's mm-hmm. dedicate, like, Friday to that. And it'll yeah. get to be Friday. I'll turn on, like, five minutes of the show and, and instantly like, turn it off and be like, well, we did. <laughs> we tried. <laughs> we did that. We tried, but we didn't do it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is. But maybe I'm just getting old and, like, my tastes are changing. I don't think it's taste. I think my, like, patience for crap is is, is worse than it used to be. You so know, like, when someone recommends you a show and you try to watch it and it's not good... Do you think that they watched that show when they were young and like... No, I think they have a lower tolerance for shit than I do. Okay. I think they are like, 
more thinking of it as like, well, it's something to do, you know, and I'm thinking of it like I want to be entertained and I want something meaty to sink my teeth into, you know, like I want a good product, (laughs) you know what I mean? And they're thinking of it more of like, well, it was something to do on a Saturday, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Oh yeah, that's not. I good. just think, yeah, I just think the like, the the perspective is different, you know. And I think I used to be the guy that could be like, yeah, I'll watch this. I just need something to do. But now I'm like, I don't. It's weird because like, it's not that I'm doing other things that are more important. It's just that I'm like in my brain, I'm like, don't do this. This is stupid. Like, why are you watching this? And so I'll go off and do something else. But like, I'll be bored with that too. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so stuff has to challenge me a little bit. Yeah, or like, like make me feel it has to do something. I can't do just some, be. It has to do crime. something yeah. for me, and I can't just be like passively engaging in something anymore. You know, and I feel like everything, everything in media now—not everything, but a lot of things that I'm recommended are just like, hey, passively engage with this, passively engage with that, and I'm like, screw passively engaging, like. I'd rather be in my own head than passively engaging because at least my head is interesting. You know, I have I have interesting thoughts, you know, but I don't know. I got recommended like a bunch of shows. I can tell you all of them if you want. Tell me. If you want me I'll to t- I'll, I'll rail against all these shows. Yeah. So The Witcher on Netflix, people Dude, are like, that's great. What were you expecting? <laughs> of course, that's I watched not the first good. episode and it was like. The most boring thing ever, and it had like four different stories going on, and nothing happened in the whole episode. And I was like, why is this? And everyone was like, oh, it gets really good at episode five. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. I'm not going to waste five hours of my life on this show that isn't good in the beginning. Like, don't give me that shit. And then, so that was bad. This other show that I got recommended was called The Expanse. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard. I saw an episode of that. I didn't enjoy it at all. So it's supposed to be a good sci-fi detective mystery thing. It's not. And I was like, that's a great (laughs) premise. Watched one episode. Again, nothing fucking happened in the whole episode. Like, it was just a guy talking for 60 minutes, and they were cutting to, like, three different storylines, and all of it was just talking. Like, there was no... Nothing, not that I want, like, bam, bam action, but, like, you know, like, how in a movie you set up the exposition and then you have what's called the, you know, rising action where, like, some problem happens and you have to solve it, you know, like, pacing and stuff? Yeah. These shows don't have any of that. It's, like, one hour of exposition and it's just, like, nothing is happening we're just world building and like we're world building for the sake of world building and i am falling asleep at how boring your world building is you know what i mean so yeah that was bad and people were like oh no it gets really good in season 2 it's like i don't have time to watch a bad science fiction show for 12 hours to get to a good part and then what was the other show someone recommended me i don't even remember what it was cuz it was so bad i like i couldn't even get through 5 minutes of it like I didn't even I didn't even finish the first episode because it was so bad. You know, with the other two, at least I did the first episode, and I was like, that was bad. I guess that's that's that. Um, but I don't know. There's, there's been so many. Yeah, I it's feel just, you. I just I can't. I wish Battlestar Galactica was on Netflix because then you could watch that, and that's a really good show. That's what I've yeah. been spending my la- my last three days with because I haven't been able to like run or do anything. One day I'll get around to watching that, but it's so hard to watch because it's not on any streaming services. Yeah. The last two shows that I watched that I really enjoyed were last year, and it was only two of them because 
I tried so many shows last year, and they're all meh, and I didn't like any of them. But the two shows I liked that I watched last year was The Boys. Have you seen The Boys? No. It's on Amazon. You actually would like it. It's like kind of like Watchmen, but uh, more Quentin Tarantino-y, if that makes sense. It's like kind of a raunchy version of Watchmen, I guess. Like, superheroes are, exist, and they're not really good people at all. Very you know stylish, I mean? like, Quentin, like, snappy dialogue kind of Yeah, thing. snappy dialogue and hyper-violence or whatever, you know what I mean? Sounds cool. Um, But the premise is, like, superheroes are really not good people. And, like, the show sounds... Like, the premise sounds cool, but the trailers make it sound really edgy and dumb. So I was expecting it to be really bad. But... Like, the characters are just really interesting. And the first episode, they don't pull any punches. They just, like, hit the ground running with something happening. Like, something cool happens that's surprising in the first five minutes of the first episode. And it just gets you in. You know, you're like, you're in it right there. You know what I mean? And, like, that's what I need in a show. I need, like, I'm in. You know, these other shows I'm watching, I'm, like, sitting there. I'm like, where's the point where I care about anything? This show's like, you care about something immediately. And you're, like, in it. And then that show was great. And then the other show I watched was The Terror. I told you about this already. Uh, Which is people that got stranded in the Arctic in like the 1800s in a boat. And their crew gets like killed by a a mysterious creature. Oh yeah, that show was really good too. I watched that because you recommended it to me. Just good, like it's just good. And again, it was just something that like I just got into really quickly because the premise is dirt simple. Like people trapped in Arctic weird creature attacking them like it's like oh i'm interested in this this is cool i know what this show is whereas other shows i'll I'll watch i'll try an episode of and i'll see one or two or even three episodes and i'm like why do i keep watching this like what am i going to get out of this like is there something that's cool that like it, this is leading towards because i can't see it you know what i mean yeah but these other shows it's like okay something happened now i get to discover more about what's gonna how this will unfold where these other shows are just like am i just supposed to watch this and like not care what's going on because that's what's happening you know yeah i think it doesn't have to be this way for every show but it's very easy for a show to hook me you need you need three things in the first episode you need a cool character first i just it does they don't have to be good person or bad person i don't care about their morality they just yeah, have to be to neat be cool. and interesting. I'm with you. Then you need to have a gimmick. It it doesn't have to last throughout the whole show, but there has to be something like, oh, people are being resurrected in a weird way or like or whatever. Yeah, something there has to be a gimmick in the show that it's like, oh, it's this kind of show. Mm-hmm. And then you like kind of clicks and you're like, okay, I get what this is about. Yeah. What's the third thing? The third thing? I thought I had three. Maybe there's just two. Maybe just you just need two. a cool character. I mean, that's fine. Oh, no. Something has to start at the at the beginning, like you were saying. Oh, it can't just yeah. be world building at the start. There yes. has to be some kind of crisis. I think that's what bothers me with a lot of shows. There's nothing that happens in, like, the first episode. Even, like, the first few episodes for a lot of shows. It's like, we got to build up all these characters first. And then make... And, like, when you care about them, then we'll do something. But by that point, like, I don't care about anything. Because, yeah. like, nothing has happen you know at all so there should be a problem immediately the cool character which you should learn what he does for work and what he likes to do outside of work or she yeah Yeah, it doesn't matter yeah jessica jones did a great job yeah of 
of this, and then you just need a gimmick. Either it's like weird superhero or something. I just feel like shows are getting worse at pacing. Like, and I, I think people don't care. Like, it doesn't seem like people care because they're watching the shit out of these shows anyway. But I care a lot. Like, they have terrible pacing. Like, terrible, terrible. Like, nothing happens for a while in these shows, and you're just like, what am I watching? Uh, what is happening in this show? And I think they do it because they have 12 episodes or 10 or however many they have, and they have to, like, they have to stretch it out, right? Yeah. And it comes at the expense of actually something cool happening within the first hour or whatever. You know what I mean? Whereas if something didn't cool didn't happen within the first 20 or 30 minutes of a movie, you know, I'm going to turn that movie off. Like, why am I watching <laughs> this movie? You know? Yeah. So, like, why, why are we giving shows, like, an hour or two hours or even three hours to get good? You know, that's... I don't know. Like, I deserve better than that as a consumer. I feel like, as a consumer, we're becoming, like, blasé with what we're consuming. It's like, well, it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. It doesn't really get interesting for a while, but, hey, it's something to do. It's like, fuck, it's something to do. We deserve better than it's something to do. We deserve something good that, you know, is actually interesting. Yeah. But, I don't know. I agree with you. I mean, you can delay doing things in a show as long as you give me a character that i want to get to know more about you know like i think you can delay doing stuff if the world is so interesting that like i really want to know what's going on you yeah know, with the characters or whatever a good example of that has you have you seen maniac no uh it's really weird you would like it a lot because it's very philip k dick ian if you will um i think i talked about it on the show before but like not a lot happens in the first episode but the world is so weird and different than ours and the characters are so unique and strange that you like you're sticking with it because you want to know you want to unravel the secret of what how this whole thing works you know what i mean you're intrigued by just the like just the premise you know what i mean like there isn't something that like exciting happens but the premise is so intriguing that you want to stick with it you know, and so you, you need that or you need something to happen immediately, like one or the other. Yeah. But I think the premise being intriguing is really hard to do because so many things have been done before. You're just like, oh, it's a fantasy show, whatever, you know, or it's a sci-fi show, whatever, you know. I mean, speaking of Philip K. Dick, he's kind of the master at this. Every single one of his books, if you take out kind of just the various gizmos and gadgets, they're exactly the same. It's always mm-hmm. cool character gimmick mm-hmm. problem mm-hmm. like every mm-hmm. single one of his books yeah. is just yeah. that and then the yeah. rest of the book is let's solve the problem in a yep. in like a french realist literary style <laughs> right <one>. right <laughs> in like a unique and weird way yeah. you know and but the characters are always so cool and the premise is always so cool yeah. and the problem is always so cool too that you're like you just even if know like more. Yeah, even if one of those things is a little weaker, like, the rest is so interesting that you just want to get into it. And you're like, everything's so cool that you want to get into it immediately, you know? But Yeah, I, I mean, know. why would I watch a show called The Witcher 3 if I've played The Witcher it's not, 3? It's not The Witcher 3, like, but it's The Witcher. Witcher, whatever. That's I just feel like shows are so obsessed with world building now, and it's... Mm, so boring. It's so boring. Because I don't care about world building. I care about characters. 
You know, yeah. I care about characters and the problems that they face. And world building does not do anything for me at all. It's interesting to me if the characters have to, like, grapple with the world. But that's called a problem. You know, that's not <laughs> yeah. the world building. That's them interacting with the world. But if it's just world building, is just like, why am I watching this? Perfect example. Have you seen Altered Carbon? No. Oh, my God. Don't watch it. It's so bad. No, I won't. But here's the thing. <laughs> Main character completely boring every character in that show is super boring they spend the first two or three episodes just world building like here are the rules of the sci-fi universe there are clones and they work this way and da 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 and like all cool stuff like all the stuff is cool but that's all they do like i don't care about care the characters at all and none of the characters have a problem that i care about so like this world building that could be cool like if this was in a philip k dick book or a, a, a robert a Heinlein book or something sure it would be cool because it would have characters i care about but world building just for the sake of making it cool like it's not doing anything for me and it just makes me bored and i just think a lot of tv shows do that because it's an easy way to write a lot of episodes because you don't have to you can't write yourself in a corner with world building right like if a character gets gets hurt or whatever and you're like oh how do we do the next episode he's hurt and he's like in this weird situation like if it's just world building you're just like let's just add more to the world in this episode you know yeah world building is easier to do with a team than with i think what like the a character has a problem is easier to do if it's a single person writing it. Yeah. The world building feels like right by committee. Just it is. that style. Yeah, yeah I agree. Just never, I never, I hardly ever care about TV characters anymore because they don't ever like, nothing ever happens to them. It's just like boring. Have you seen Barry? No. It's, it's really good. It's an HBO show about um, a, like a assassin guy. It's like a comedy cool. slash assassin show See, it's really good i can i can tell you that it's probably a show i like because the title of the show is barry is a character <laughs> which means it's a character show yeah. and not a fucking world show yeah sorry i'm just <laughs> that, like it, that as simple as that it's called barry it's about this guy who's probably really interesting because that's the whole show so he's got to be interesting for people to watch it yeah see that sounds great all my favorite shows now that i think about it are all based on like one or two characters that are really interesting. Yeah. You know, he has like a, like some kind of slight autism or Asperger's or something. Yeah. And he joins this acting class and it kind of helps him with, you know, his, uh, with his problem like that. But he's also yeah. like a, a, a contract killer. So yeah, like so he, he has, has to wrestle with, with emotions. Both of those of, things. Yeah. See, that sounds cool. That's, That's a cool premise. Super cool. I need to check that out. All right, Barry, I'll check that out. Yeah. Uh, we should probably do the second. Trip. Oh, true that. Yeah. This is about geography. What lifeline will you choose? Uh, Money Hall. This is going to be a really easy question uh, okay. because of how the answers I chose that I'm just noticing. That's fine. Which continent is cut into two fairly equal halves by the Tropic of Capricorn? Okay. Is it A, Syria? <laughs> B, Turkey? Uh-huh. C, New Zealand, or D, Australia. Did you see where I messed up? No, actually. Okay, good. Wait, say it again? Say the, repeat the question. I'll repeat the answers. No, no, repeat the question, please. Okay. 
<laughs> Which continent is cut into two Co- fairly... Continent? Is that what you said? Yep, that might be the word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now repeat the answers. Uh, Syria, <laughs> Turkey, <laughs> New Zealand, or Australia. So we're, I'm just making sure you said continent, right? I might have said that or country. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Australia final answer. Uh, you're you got it. Damn. Yes, oh, I messed. If that you one said up. country, it, you uh, you might have got me. If you said country, yeah, because I don't know where the Tropic of Can- Cancer is, or is it Capricorn? Capricorn. Capricorn. I know one of them is like in the northern hemisphere, and the others in the bottom at the southern. And I guess Capricorn. Oh, excuse me, is southern. Wait, does it does it cut it top down or does it cut it like left right? Do you know? Uh, <coughs> I'm, I want to say up down since it goes kind of around. I don't know. Let's look this up right now. Maybe Tropic it's not true. Capricorn. This is the same website that thought that the tallest mountain was in Hawaii. Oh, that's probably wrong. Okay, it's 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 long ways. So it's left to right. So it cuts Australia in half, top bo- top and bottom. Cool. And then the Tropic of Cancer is on the opposite side on the northern hemisphere. You know what I mean? Nice. Like mirrors it. There you go. There you go. Good. We figured it out. Uh, do you want to do some Reddits? Yes. We haven't done like Reddits like legitimately in a while, I feel like. Uh, first question, really bad. Uh... I've kind of thought about this before. What is the purpose... Uh, oh, sorry. CPT Louder asks, What is the purpose of the plastic drain cover in urinals that are shaped like little cages sticking up into the bowl? You know what, I'm, what he's talking about? Oh, yeah. About? I, know, I know what that is. I think it's to prevent people from spitting gum in. Really? You think it's gum? <laughs> I mean, or any solid matter <laughs> but the cages there the the holes are pretty big you could easily get gum through there you could get a penny in there for sure you could get anything in, you could get a lot of things in there but like people don't want they don't want you throwing big things in there yeah in the i haven't seen these in a while because they usually this was very like late 90s urinal technology yeah i think we've advanced a little further than that mm-hmm. you know but yeah that's probably what it is have you noticed some people spit in urinals? Yes, I have. Do you spit in urinals? You don't spit in urinals, do you? Please say you don't. You can. <laughs> you do, don't you? You don't. You do. I do sometimes. Why? So why do you do that? Because it's... I don't know. Why do you do it? Like, I saw someone do it today. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, I didn't say it's it. just I was a like, habit. Why are you doing that? <laughs> what does it do? It doesn't do anything. It's feels like part of the ritual or something so okay here's a question yeah you have the sink that you wash your hands in after the urinal why not spit in the sink because it feels this is gonna sound gross it feels good to spit during that time it just feels like something to do really it does is this something i need to try maybe i mean you can try this isn't like some weird thing. It's like, oh, I get a tingle when I spit and pee at the same time. No, it doesn't like give that. you like any weird sense. It just feels like 
something to do. I don't yeah. know. I've, I've done it for a while. I don't know when I started doing that. That's so weird. Now, did you start doing it because you saw someone do it? No. Or did it just feel right? It just feels like the thing to do. So it's some animal thing. Like it's some pr- primal thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's like a, it's a, no, I'm, you know what I mean? Like it's like some Is it evolutionary thing. biology thing? <laughs> yeah, it's like something that you just are programmed to do. Okay, why? As a man. <laughs> I don't know. This doesn't make any sense. We have to figure out why though. Maybe, okay, no, no. I got, I, maybe this is you know how dogs pee to mark their territory? Yes. Maybe this is the equivalent of that for humans. So, like, humans would pee to mark their territory. And then to just, like, icing on the cake, like, this is for sure mine, spit. You know what I mean? To, like, oh. double the liquid up. You know, like, this is super mine. Does that make sense? Because when... All right. So, if you're in someone's house, for example, yeah. and you spit on their floor, that's, like, the ultimate insult, right? Ultimate insult. Like you spit in front of someone that's like, I spit on your property. Ultimate insult, yeah. So maybe it's like, I've wandered into the strange territory. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take it as mine and I'm going to spit on it. Like, this is mine. Yeah. Is that it? Like, I'm I'm peeing on it, this mine, because I feel comfortable enough to pee on it, so it's mine. (laughs) And not only that, but I feel comfortable to spit on it. Yeah. So it's like super mine. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's got to be it. that, That could be. I don't know. For some reason, animals do a lot of things with bodily fluids, you know? And I don't really get it. Like, dogs pee to mark their territory, and then they slobber, because they can do that. And maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just, like, some evolutionary thing we've learned as humans. So, you know when you're a kid, and you've got a lollipop. Has this ever happened to you? A kid grabs your lollipop, licks it, and then says, here, you can have it back. And then you have to give it to them, because they licked it. Yes. But you know what they've done is they licked your spit already. Yeah, but they don't. They have. There's something wrong with their brain where they're okay with it. <laughs> these are like the. These are special kids. The ones that lick your lollipop. Yeah, and then give it back to you because they don't care about germs, but they know that you care about germs. Yep. So they're like, I got you. But then you give them this lollipop because you're like, I don't want your germs. And also, it's kind of a dick thing to do. Were you a lollipop lick- no, licker kid? No, I would never do something like that. I know you'd never do that. But, yeah. Uh, this is a similar thing, right? Because you're using your bodily fluids to mark your property. Yeah. Basically. They're savages. I'll say it. Lollipop <laughs> lickers are savages. I agree with you. It's a gross thing to do. I don't like sharing things with people that they have to lick. Other things, I'm not, I'm not really, like, I'm not grossed out about sharing food with people. Like, even if they, like, used a fork, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or whatever, or used their hands. Even if they took a bite into something, like, as long as they didn't slobber all over it, like, it's not really that, like, it doesn't bother me that much to, be like, share food with people that I'm friends with or whatever. Or even a drink. Like, not, not a big deal. But something about, like, licking, the act of licking, it's just that is... Two <laughs> ice cream, lollipops, you know, whatever. That is too far. I think with straws, like yeah, you're you, you're kind of unless you you drink really weirdly, you're not really actively using your tongue when you're sipping out of a straw. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know how you use a straw. I do but. not put my tongue all over the straw. <laughs> right. You know? Right. So like, unless you're a weirdo psychopath, you don't really use your tongue on the straw, and neither do you when you take a bite of something. Like, you're using your tongue after it enters your mouth, but not in the first, you know, like, 
Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. But with an ice cream and with a lollipop, <laughs> you are actively removing your tongue from your mouth and like moving it around outside of your mouth to like coat this thing with your saliva. Oh, jeez! I just and thought that's... of a fantasy person that could probably get Twitter all in a rage. So what? imagine someone that when they're eating a hamburger, they put oh, their god. tongue in there first. Oh god! In between so the disgusting. patty and like oh, the bread. Don't say that. I don't even want to think about. They get it all over the tomato and the lettuce. Oh. They're like in there, just going to town. Oh, I bet some people eat like that. Like wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Oh my god! They probably think they get like more flavor out of that because they're licking all the ingredients while they're eating it. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Can you imagine? And hamburger is like the best example yeah. because there's so many like folds that you can like insert your tongue oh, into yeah. with the ham. This sounds really sexual, but there's so many <laughs> folds you can insert your tongue into with the hamburger. And each one will give you, you something can- different. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like hamburger is. It's like a flavor oh lasagna. Like, every layer is a totally different thing. There's so much going on, and you can just kind of uh, move it around. Oh, my God. This is disgusting. Someone I'm does imagining this. imagining Someone out there is, is... This would be the best horror movie villain of all time. Do you remember... Was it Saw? There's a man on the train that eats salad with his hands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Saw. Anytime you eat something in a weird way, that's like the perfect... Like, example of, like, it's a great way to just characterize someone as insane, yeah. you know? Like, eating salad with your hands or licking your hamburger. But not just licking it. Like, we're not just talking about, like, lick. We're talking about, like, sticking it in there and really getting it, getting it, yeah. getting it done. <laughs> getting it done, if you will. I bet someone out there does this, as gross as it is, as it is. I don't want to. This gives me a great idea for a TV show. Okay, first scene of the TV show. I'll tell you how you grab my attention and probably your attention too. You show a man, and he's in a rundown like Wendy's or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like a Taco Bell Wendy's like Jiffy Lube combo, (laughs) (laughs) like somewhere where you shouldn't order food to begin with. In the middle of nowhere, like in like Iowa or something. He orders the Double Dave's Burger. And then he does the tongue thing to oh, it. Oh, God. And it zooms in and makes the sound, and there's like a oh, sound. God. And you're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah. And he wears like big serial killer glasses. Yeah. And then you see Johnny, or mm-hmm. you, you see someone leave the restaurant, and he follows them. And then you know. That's, that's, I mean, there's the plot that's of a show it. right there. I'm in already. Yeah. I'm in already. Like, I don't care where this goes. I need to know what happens. Like, it's, you already know who the good guy and the bad guy is. <laughs> <laughs> like, we literally wrote a best, better first episode than every TV show I just listed. Yeah. And it's like a 10 second scene. 10 second scene. We've already made it way better than like every first episode I've seen in the last year of t- television. Because I'm already in. I already want to know what happens. Yeah, why does he eat cares? burgers like that? <laughs> yeah, That's and crazy. why is he going after Johnny? What's wrong with Johnny? You know? Like, I'm already in. Like, this is all you need to do, TV shows. Just make it interesting out of the gate. But, like, they're just like, nah, we're not going to do that. We don't want him. We don't want you to care. 
Like that's so interesting. Like it's creepy, but I'm in. No, I'm that is I am wildly interesting. In. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent in. I need to know why he eats burgers like that. I need to know if he's a serial killer. I need to know if Johnny and him know each other somehow. I need to know why Johnny was there. It has to be like in the middle of the night too to make it even creepier. Like it's yeah. like two a.m. or something. So like, why was he there at two a.m.? Why was Johnny there at two a.m.? It's crazy you know? how based on that man eats a burger. I assume everything that Johnny did and was doing was pure. He was yeah. He was on moral high ground, and I like, ass- even if you don't know what Johnny who he is at all, no, you already have this idea of like, well, Johnny is a better person than Burger <laughs> Man. <This> person. <laughs> you know, Johnny is better than Burger Man already. Yeah. It's like, and then they show you oh, this ahead. this character that is so despicable that. Any other character you'll latch on to and be like, that's the good guy. I don't care. I just, I need a good <laughs> like, guy. I don't even like, know him at all, yeah. but I already know he's the good guy. And then you're invested in the show because you already have a good guy and you already have a bad guy. And you don't want the good guy to die to evil Burger Man. Like, you want him to be okay. And then another cool thing you can do is maybe Burger Man starts tailing Johnny in his car. Mm-hmm. And you give very subtle clues about who they are as a person by what they have, like what kind of car they drive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Johnny drives like a Honda Civic or something. Burger Man drives like an old Chrysler Baron with like fuzzy dice or something. You know what I mean? And he has like a raunchy, you know, bumper sticker or something. I don't know. But like you can really make his character as much as you want with that car too. And then you got burger and car. Right, and then that's the first twenty seconds of the show, and you already know like a lot about this guy, like who he is as a person. You know, your car says a lot about you. That can that can say your occupation. That can say you know license plate. That can tell everybody where the setting is. That's mm-hmm. this is how you do real world building. Like this is this how is, you do it. Yes, but see, this is this is world building and characterization at the same time, which apparently. Modern TV writers don't understand that's a thing that you could do, but it's totally a thing you could do because we just fucking did it in like 10 seconds. I don't know why we don't write for TV sometimes. Like, I know why we don't because I don't want to do that. But, <laughs> like, seriously, yeah. what the hell? It's not that hard. It, I mean, it, maybe it is, but it doesn't seem that hard. I don't know. I'm going to have bad dreams about Burger Man. Burger Man. <sighs> could be the name of the show. No, that shouldn't be the name of the show. That's just like the, the thing that really gets you going. And then the internet would be a buzz of the first episode because they're like, did you see this? It's a Burger Man. And you don't give him a name for the whole first episode. You have yeah. no idea who this guy is. You don't even know. Who, maybe you get the name of, oh, this is good. This is fucking good. This is choice. This is choice. Okay. Okay. You ready for this? Ready. What are we doing? Okay. First episode, Burger Man is stalking Johnny. The end of the episode, Johnny, he kills Johnny. Like, he kills Johnny. But through the course of the episode, it plays from Johnny's... Like, the the first scene is from Burger Man's... Kind of, not perspective, but, like, it focuses on Burger Man. Right. And then once Johnny leaves the restaurant, we're kind of focusing on Johnny. Ooh. With Burger Man in the background, we're kind of, like, seeing him in the rearview mirror, you know, stuff like that. And for the rest of the episode, we're all in we're all in the perspective of Johnny. And then Burger Man we're seeing kind of in the background creep around, like maybe there'll be a shot or two of him walking around, but like it's not like we're not getting to know that character. We're kind of just seeing him like as a shadow. And we're getting to know about Johnny. Like we know he's like in a relationship, he's about to propose to his fiance his uh his girlfriend, he's in a dead end job, blah, 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 blah. But he's the one we're really latching on to. And then at the end of the episode, he dies. Burger Man kills him. 
And then the perspective kind of shifts to Burger Man. And then we see we follow him home to his rundown apartment. And then like last, you know, minute or two are like you seeing his like gross apartment. And that's when the episode ends. Cause then you're like, I need to know who this guy is. Like, who is this guy? You don't even know his name, you know? But like you're in because you really want to know what the hell is this guy's problem? It's like, awesome who is because this guy? I mean, you know exactly who he is based on what you've seen him do throughout the episode. Right. He's a he's a right. murderer that eats his burger yeah. weird. Like you know exactly. And he drives who that a weird is. car, and he has all these other twitches that like you kind of show in the background. Yeah. You know, you characterize him like externally, you know, and you kind of develop this idea in her head, but you don't know who he is as a person. Yeah. Like you don't know his name, you don't know what he does for a living, you don't know any of that. You know his characterization, you know what I mean? And you want to know all those things. And that just takes you into the next episode of the yeah. next episode. Scene one, he's yeah. eating the burger and you're right in his face. Then oh, yeah. I think slowly, he, I mean, he starts off in the background, but maybe towards yeah. like three quarters through the episode, he's completely gone. But you're kind of yeah. worried because you know he might he's still there. be there. Yeah. And I think right at the end of the episode, it's a, he suddenly reappears. He's like a shocking appearance. And then Johnny dies. Yeah, so you get that, like, jump scare. Like, he was slowly trailing, slowly trailing. Oh, he's gone? Is he gone? And then suddenly he's back, and he kills Johnny. And then he's now the main character. Like, you're, you're trying to figure out who the main character of the show is. I think... Like, is it Johnny's a burger man? I think what you yeah, said about the fiancé is a good one, too, though. Because if, if, like John, yeah, if Johnny has a fiancé, you can kind of go into the fiancé's life. And there's a little B story happening alongside the regular story. And mm. it can shift to her in the next episode. Like, it'll make yeah. people curious. Like, oh, what was the fiancé like? Yeah, what was her all about? But burger man is still always kind of in the background. Yeah. And you're learning little things about burger man in every episode. But just enough to keep you interested, you know? And there's all of that sense of mystery. And you need to know about this character and why they do it and who they are, you know? Oh, what a cool idea for a show. He has other gross habits, too. Like, he spits at the urinal. He does <laughs> Oh, he definitely spits yeah. at the urinal. He, when he cuts his nails, he, like, puts them in a little pile on his nightstand. Ooh, and they're just there. Like and he never and they're cleans they're just there. <laughs> See, this is what I mean, like, these little characterization moments that are perfect. His TV is always on in his apartment. Like, even when he leaves, it's always on. It's the same channel. Uh, It's like, I don't know what channel it would be. It would be like... It's like a local local station that he has on mute. Maybe it's like the Nature Channel or something. Like, he's always watching animals or something like that. It'd be really creepy if he had sports on, but, like, he was obviously not a sports fan. He just had Like, he doesn't care about sports at all. Yeah. Yes, he has sports on his TV. Oh, here we go. He doesn't care about sports at all. Like, he never watches it. Yeah. But, like, when the – this will happen in, like, episode two or three. A game will finish – He'll walk over to his TV. He'll take notice of, like, the final score. Like, oh, a game finished. He'll take notice of the final score. He'll get a notepad. He'll write down all the things, like, the score. Or maybe he'll do it on his wall. He has, like, a chalkboard, and he just writes down what who won and who lost and what were the scores. And that's all he cares about with sports. It's just, like, to track it for some reason. I think a creepy scene would be this, the game finishes. Like, he's over, like, doing something really gross, like grinding up a hand or something. <laughs> As the football game is finishing, final touchdown, he walks over with his cell phone, takes a picture of the screen, and then just continues his insane activity that he's doing. Yeah, and he has like a a butcher's um, 
thing on, so he like wipes his hands. Like so his we can, yeah, so we can take first. his cell phone out, and take right? A picture. <laughs> and you all, and this is from like the background perspective, so you're only seeing like his back, his back. You know what I mean when you're watching this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, it's like a static shot of his, his like apartment. You know, yeah. and you're just like seeing him, his back turned, doing something gross with his hand. Or whatever you can't really tell, but it's definitely gross. Mm-hmm. And then he like goes over to the TV, wipes his hands, and like takes a picture, and then like goes to his room or something, or goes back to the thing. Yeah. And then in the next episode, he he strikes up conversation with someone. He's like, "Oh, did you see the game last night? Crazy finish, right? This was the score." <laughs> and then he knows the score. Maybe there's someone he's like stalking that likes sports, and he like does this so that he yeah. Can, like, <laughs> But you don't learn that until like later. That yeah. like he you just need to sit sports. with the fact that he's taking pictures of the TV for some reason. If you're like, why does he care about these sports that he obviously doesn't care about? And you learn later on that there's someone that he's obsessed with that likes sports, and he can talk about it. It let, lets him talk about it because he memorizes yeah. the that person he's obsessed with in the bar. They order like a a weird a weird drink. Like, ooh, yeah. can you give me a Labatt Blue? Mm-hmm. And he's like, and intrigued. when he goes home that night, he he's, he's doing them. the gross thing that he was doing. You can't see his hands. He could be cooking. He could be doing something whatever gross. He reaches in the fridge, pulls out a beer. It's a Labatt Blue, and like <laughs> he's like obsessed with this. You don't you don't like say it obviously. You just kind of rely on the audience to be like, wait a second. It's little clues. We saw that. This show sounds so much better than anything yeah. on TV right now. I would watch the hell out of this show. We could create it. We such a good serial killer show, dude. We just wrote the pilot. Serial killer shows today are really bad. They're so bad. They're so but bad. This one would be super good. Oof. We have such good ideas sometimes. Yeah, that idea is anyway. fire. That is absolutely good. <laughs> Directed by David Fincher. No. I mean, if it were, it would be amazing, but uh, last trivia, last trivia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's your lifeline? It's going to be um, sociology. Five Google. Send Google. Okay. Your question is: American military personnel who are taken prisoner of war have a duty to blank. Is it a what? silence? Is it b fight? Is it c escape? Or is it D, make friends? Say it again. American military personnel who are taken prisoner of war have a duty to blank. Silence, fight, escape, or make friends. Make friends with their people. Uh, I feel like it's either silence or escape. But I don't know which. I'm going to do five-second Google. My gut says silence because, like, they don't want him talking and revealing secrets. Okay. All right. I'm going to Google. I don't know how to Google this. Okay. POW's duty of something. That's what I'll just type. I'm ready whenever you are. Ready. Three, two, one. Begin Google. <laughs> Time up. Uh, oh man, I got nothing from this. So when I was typing into Google... I said POW's duty of an autofill trying to give me escape. But when I hit the button, like none of that, like I don't see any of that in the page. That makes sense. But that's the only like hunch that I've got. So I'm going to go with escape final answer. That's correct. 
Really? That's a hard duty. Like, oh, you get captured. It's your duty to escape. It's like, what do you mean? It's my duty to escape. I'm in. I'm in prison. If, How am I supposed to escape? If I try to escape, they might kill me. Like, I'm just gonna yeah, stay I here. I don't understand how that's my duty. Like, silence makes sense because it's like, okay, if you get captured, don't say anything. But escape is like that's such an active. Like, you have to escape. It's like, what if I can't? It's like you have to. What if they put me in a cell that has no wall that has no. Uh, doors and it's literally like a block like how am i supposed to say it's like i don't know but it's your duty so you better do it figure it out (laughs) it seems really stupid in my opinion um i mean i kind of get it like you have to at least try but yeah i mean trying is not always can't always be the best thing to try to do it's a stupid stupid role but whatever all right ask reddit I know the answer to this, but I want to know if you do. Uh, I I M W T F Y B asks. Oh, that's on my way to fuck your bitch. I know what that stands for. So for some reason, okay. Uh, asks what does the pedal on a piano do? What does the pedal on the piano do? Doesn't it make the notes longer? I know what it does. There are three pedals on the piano, actually. I want you to guess what all three of them do. I know what all of them do, but <laughs> I want you to guess what they are. The one on the far left changes the pitch. Nope. The one that is wrong. <laughs> the one in the middle <laughs> makes the hammer stiffer. That sounds not okay. good. <laughs> the hammer's stiff. You know, the little... Bo- I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. The bonker. The bonker. The bonker. Yeah. That's the technical term, the bonker. And uh, the one on the far right <laughs> lifts the bonker up a little bit so that it, it sounds longer, like, do. You are close, mm-hmm. actually. I mean, that. I thought your answer would be a lot sillier than that, but that's actually pretty close. The one on the right does... I don't think it lifts it. It lifts all the strings up, so they sustain longer. Yeah. So it's like, eh... The one in the middle is like a selective sustain. It like it only works with the ones you're hitting at the moment you hit the thing. So like you can hit notes and hit that pedal and then play other notes and they won't sustain. Oh, cool. It'll just be the ones you hit. And then the, the one on the left, I think, shifts everything over to the right so that the hammer hits like on a different angle of the string than normal. So it sounds slightly different. We have emergency so listener were- questions. Oh, we have emergency listener questions? Yes. Okay, what are they? Who are they by? This is Somewhat Groovy oh. on Twitter. Thank you, Somewhat Groovy. Okay. Thank you. I didn't know we had emergency questions. I accidentally posted before we started. I didn't expect anyone to say anything. <laughs> All right. All right, what do we got? First what one we is, got? will cravats ever make a comeback? Should they? Cravats. Who? Cravats. Never heard of you this. You mean Lenny Kravitz? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably what you're talking about. Never heard of it. They're probably talking about Lenny Kravitz. I would assume. How do they spell it? Uh, C-R-A-V-A-T-S. Oh, I don't... That's not how to spell Lenny Kravitz. (laughs) I'm going to assume this is Lenny Kravitz question. Hold on. I'm looking. I'm going on the thing and looking. Oh, well, cravats. Oh, okay. What's a cravat? It's a... It's a... uh, It's a tie thing. It's a really weird looking tie. So, uh, so like you know what rich people wear on like cruise ships? Yes, it's like between a bow tie and a tie tie. Mm-hmm. That's what a cravat is. Okay. Part two of the question is: 
he doesn't have time to research this, so you so he'll need us to answer this. Can you have IBS and be a sexy bad <laughs> bitch? Can you be a sexy bad bitch and have IBS at the same time? The answer is yes. Of course you can. Is the answer yes? Of course. Because I... Okay. You can't All let right. anything hold you back from being... Don't let anything hold you back from being a sexy bad bitch. Yeah. You are a sexy bad bitch. I... Yeah. I'm not going to get into too far into the bathroom talk here. But, yes, you can. You absolutely yes. can. Being 100%. IBS is a very you know valid way to, to, to be. And um, I think you can still be a sexy bad bitch even if you have it. So go for it. That's very, that's very positive of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the cravat situation? Um, you think they'll ever come back? Says, you don't even know what they are, so clearly they're not going to come back for you. I don't like them. <laughs> they don't sound you good. Don't like I don't like regular ties. Cravat. The word cravat is kind of weird, isn't it? Cravat. That's a, that's a very nice cravat. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? I enjoy your cravat. I feel that like if you weird. say that at work, you're going to get written up. I feel like it's that kind of thing. Well, is my cravat. Jimothy. Have you seen it? Bring, bring me my cravat. Timothy, uh, I would like to show you my cravat. <laughs> it's blue <laughs> and speckled. Um, I don't think they will make a comeback because I don't even, like, nobody talks about cravats anymore. You didn't know what they were. I bet most people don't know what they were. So the answer is no. No, cravats won't make a comeback. Yes, if you have IBS, you can totally be a sexy person. And all that. Wow, that was some great emergency listener questions. We have one more emergency listener question. What? Where are these people coming out of the woodwork? We need these ep- these every episode. I forgot to look have, until the last minute. We have three today. I'm I'm now I'm not mad at them. I'm I'm going to give them a round of applause. Yeah, thank I don't you. Know who the last person is, but thank you, somewhat groovy, and other person that also gave us a listener question because we don't get these a lot, but this is great. Thank you, thank you very much. All right, sorry. What's the last one? Spitfire asks, what is Pixar's greatest movie? There's no wrong answers. There isn't a wrong answer. I know their greatest movie because I just watched it again last week. I don't know what you know. Well, let's say it at the same time. Are you ready? Are you ready? It's it's really hard for me. Um, It's easy for me. It is? I'll say my... Yeah, I know what it is. What is it? Toy Story. It's Toy Story. Toy Story. Yeah. Yeah, it's Toy Story. For me, that's what I thought. I don't know what yours is. What's your favorite movie by Pixar? It, I mean, Toy Story. It had that's their best movie. What's your favorite non-Toy Story movie? Uh, pick, you can't pick any of the Toy Story movies. Uh, Wally's really good. Wally's really good. I also really like Moana. 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 Yeah, it's a good one too. <laughs> I like Monsters Inc. a lot. Monsters Inc. is really. I mean, they don't have a bad movie. Finding Nemo, that's good. Up, they don't have bad mo- a bad movie either. You're right. Well, there are ones that are not as good. But well, what are your top three Toy Story movies? How about that? Or not Toy Story. Uh, <laughs> they might all be Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story one, two, and three. My um, no, uh, I think one, two, and you four. can only pick Toy Story once. You can't okay. pick all the Toy Story movies in the top three. You can only pick one Toy Story movie, and then the other two have to be something else. Uh. Toy Story, Wally, Moana. Is that your Yeah, three? probably. My three are probably Toy Story, Wally, and. Oh my god, this is hard. Toy Story, Wally. Ugh. 
to destroy all monsters Inc. maybe maybe today tomorrow it's going to be something else but it's so hard there are no wrong answers because Pixar's great I love Pixar all right let's do one more Reddit and then we'll call it a day cool. uh, oh here's a good one <laughs> introverts of Reddit this is talking to both of us so it works uh, utter Zach asks introverts of Reddit what is one good trait of yours that doesn't come out to the light and only shows shows when you're behind a screen? I think what they're coming, what they're trying to say is, what is one good trait of yours that doesn't come forward when you're socializing with someone in the real, but when you are talking to them over texting or you know on the internet? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's it comes to light. I have a really unusual way of texting that has been Mm -hmm. developed over like 20 years of messaging and texting that is kind Mm -hmm. of unique. And And you you probably... What is it? I don't know. I don't don't text slightly different than everyone else. (laughs) I mean, I do. I know I do. This is something that I've worked on for a long time. So what is it? I make little slight spelling mistakes and like... Intentionally? I don't correct them intentionally. Oh. Because they're meant to be, like, endearing or something. So, like, you just say it, and then it just you're like, yep, that's what yep. I meant. Huh. I mean, that's kind of cool. It's your own brand of of texting. <laughs> I think my thing is I, <laughs> I seem a lot funnier in text because I have time to think about funny thing to say, and then I say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're in, like, a verbal communication this happens to me all the time, actually. Someone will say something, and I'm very good at reacting, you know, and having something like I'm a very interjection kind of humor person, right? It's like someone will say something and I interject something funny. That's my style. And I can do that in real life decently, but over text, I'm amazing at it because, or internet messaging, because I have that extra five seconds or however long I need to think about the joke and formulate it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And let it percolate. Whereas in real life, sometimes I'll be like, I got this joke, perfect for interjecting, and then I'll say it and I'll like forget it halfway through, or like it'll be compl- it'll be a little malformed, and I'll be like blah 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 blah, and then it doesn't do anything. But in text, like, ooh, it's I'm like, ooh, I'm, I'm good at it, and I don't think that comes across in uh, actual conversation as well as it does in text. So probably seem funnier to some people over over screen based communication but it is what it is i guess only so. comes out when you're behind a screen uh yeah. there, there has to be all kinds of stuff oh yeah i think i, I seem a lot nicer behind a screen too because i end things with exclamation marks and you got emojis too yeah. and then in, in real life i sound monotone most of the time so if someone's like like if if i was with you in real life and you're like i ran a marathon i'd be like wow great job you know, like, I'm so happy for yeah. you. Whereas in text, I'm like, wow, great job, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I'm so proud of you. Uh, like, heart emoji and, like, balloon emoji and confetti emoji. You know what I mean? It seems more, like, I seem more excited and happy <laughs> in text. Whereas in real life, I seem more even keel, I think. So, yeah. There you go. That's my answer. I think there's a lot to that. There's a lot to that question that we could talk about. There's probably a lot more. But that has been uh, the, the show. What? Who is our sponsor today? 
That's next. Our sponsor today is Red Ziggurat brand hot sauce. Ooh, when you're feeling like you need some religious hot sauce, choose Red Ziggurat. Is that a real thing, or did I you think make it's that? like a pyramid or something? Ziggurat is a tall tower, like in like Mesopotamia. <laughs> anyway, uh, remember when you're feeling down, uh, avoid the clowns. Avoid the clones. Good night, everyone. Drive safely. Bye. Bye.